0: Thank you for joining us. As a church, we are continuing to walk through the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' powerful teaching on the flourishing life, the one life dedicated to following after God, seeking his kingdom, and the renewal of things in this world. If you would like to know more, head to www.ourdaybreak.church for more information. Enjoy, and may you grow in knowing God more, finding freedom, discovering your purpose, and making much of Jesus in your life. Even before we start, I just I know for myself uh, the busyness and craziness of uh, getting up and ready and all the things that were set before us. Uh, just my mind gets busy. I know many of our minds might be the same. So before we even come before you requesting anything, Father, I just want to give us a few moments to catch our breath and in catching our breath, we actually breathe you in. breath. We take you in even this morning as we hear your word from Matthew. Um, Jesus, I just I thank you for life. Um, I thank you for the life that you have given us that was incredibly costly to you. Um, and yet, we receive this reward through your son Jesus. Uh, this reward, this gift that is also costly to us. Uh, God, that invites us to lay down our lives to pick up your life to abandon our roads to a walk only on yours. So, Father, this morning, I I know that we are all coming from different places, different things this week, uh, that we would come together around your word to hear your truth this morning. Um, God, I pray for Greg, Father, that your spirit that resides within him uh, would just come alive in a new way as he brings the word this morning to help us simply see how amazing you are and how you call us to you. How you call us to a certain way to live, a certain way to walk. Um, and there's a great invitation to follow after you. And so bless my brother this morning. Open our ears to hear. Open our hearts to receive in a new way this morning. Uh, Father, we ask all of these things so that we might bring you more glory. As well as live with more good in you. We ask all of this in your amazing, awesome name.
1: Amen. Amen. Good morning all. Uh, if you got your Bibles or your uh, device, we're going to be Matthew 7, 13 to 23, and then uh, some John 10 and some John 15. So, uh, mostly in those three little spots. Um, again, thanks for the opportunity to, to open the Word with you and, and uh, just get going on, on what God has for us and, and uh, just what He's calling us to. Uh, just as a little recap, where we've been um, in Matthew. Uh, through the teaching of the Sermon on the Mount, like you said, from Easter, it's been, it's been awesome. It's been incredible teaching. You know, starting from those Beatitudes where um, Jesus is calling us to acknowledge our place uh, before God, uh, moving into action, uh, in hunger and thirst for His righteousness. And, and then from there, um, understanding who we are as salt and light um, to this dying and dark world um, that salt that, that preserves and, and flavors, and then also that light that, that brings His light into those dark places, and then finally, not finally, but then into Christ fulfilling on that Old Testament law where he talked about he didn't come to to get rid of the law, but to fulfill it, um, which he did about the prophecies about him, and living that perfect life, um, obeying every law perfectly um, that no one had ever done, Um, and then it's that really, really strong, strong teaching, the damning truth that um, things like adultery and murder Um, Are committed way before uh, the actual actionable offense uh, that takes place um, according to God's ideal for us. That stuff is born in our heart. Um, You know, Jesus says those things, like if you've even looked at a woman um, improperly, you've committed adultery. Or if you have anger burning inside you towards someone, you've committed murder already um, in his kingdom. And then into that, um, out of that understanding of that spiritual formation, Uh, that comes in those areas of giving and prayer and fasting uh, and all of that formation growing um, from a place of humility and proper understanding um, of us bringing God glory um, and being other-centered in those things um, to developing that proper Christian worldview um, of possession and uh, just the worry we might have and anxiety um, when we consider the birds and the flowers Talks about that. Well, they don't worry about uh, where their provision or where their life is coming from. They know it's coming from God, or He provides that. Um, we're to see that and live that as well. Um, and then to the passage after that, just keeps getting better and better with with having grace for our brothers and sisters, um, to living with them uh, without judgment, uh, knowing that we have big giant planks in our eyes um, that we should worry about that a lot more than we are the speck in there so, um and walking grace with them next to them. Um, and then finally last week, um, when Greg we got into the just that really important piece of of asking and seeking and knocking, um, to take real kingdom advancing stuff to God uh, that, that he wants to hear from us, not just uh, not that the bad things of asking for a good day or or for to feel better, but but real kingdom advancing stuff that would move in changing parts of of each other. Um, and then to finally, um, oh, and in that, um, to be expectant, like when oh, yes, we ask, he cannot, not just to, to, to do it and then just like, oh, I did, did my prayer, I asked for these things, but to be expectant and to believe that he is going to answer those prayers and to live um, and expect like he is coming back at any time. And then these last two sections, um, they're kind of like a, uh, they're kind of like considered a Catholic to the, or to the Sermon on the Mount, kind of like, um, like, you know, when we're in worship, we've done two songs, and we see Brett come up from the side, grab a mic to, to kind of really um, press into the teaching before, to put a cap on it, put exclamation on it, um, and to really try and bring, um, just bring back to our hearts what we just learned. Um, and this final portion um, starts with pre, uh, three pretty strong warnings. Um, and involve us making some tough choices um, out of out of our heart being chosen by God and then start making choices that follow in line with that. So um, if you'd pray with me before we get, get into it. Father God, thank you so much for your word. I thank you that it is alive um, and that it teaches uh, who you are. And I thank you for the opportunity to um, open it up to study it, uh, to get to know you more and more through preparing for this, and I pray that your spirit does the work this morning, um, that you would just allow my voice to be a vessel for that, that our hearts would be changed by your word, and that we would be able to live more and more on the road that you call us to, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let's uh, let's dig in, Matthew 7, starting in chapter, uh, verse 13 through 23. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the road is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate, and difficult the road that leads to life, and few find it. Be on your guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravaging wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Any grapes gathered from thorn bushes... Or figs from thistles, and the same. Or our grapes gathered from thorn bushes, or figs from thistles. In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut and thrown into the fire. So you'll recognize them by their fruit. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father in heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. At first, uh, this doesn't make the hearer feel like very assured that they are in. Um, But let's read or or start to think about this from the perspective of someone who's listened to this whole entire sermon and has been tracking from the beginning. um, They're grasping that that they need a Savior, that they're moving into that place of humility and and from a place of of it's not about themselves. And he says, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who go through it, um, other translations use the word easy in the place of wide. Um, and I don't know if you're, if you're anything like me, but I, I've always liked the sound of easy. Um, my flesh gravitates towards that. Um, it's pretty clear that that road leads to destruction. Uh, it's also encouraging to know that this isn't a, a new desire. Um, like it's just not us that are dealing with this. This has been something that's been going on for a long time. and and. Uh, yeah, it's just good to know that we're not alone in that feeling, that we can walk it out together. And uh, it's also really, really clear that there's only two gates. There's only two roads. Uh, Jesus doesn't sugarcoat it here, that the road to life is difficult. And the road to destruction is wide and easy. Um, and I also think that kind of now um, in church culture, um, a lot of us believers, you know, me included, we've invented our own kind of road. I like to call it that safe middle road, um, that road where, you know, we're not on that wide path like the guy that's walking into Intermude at 8, 8 o'clock in the morning to get his day started, you know, we're not on that wide road, um, this road where Jesus, or we have this road where we have Jesus in most areas of our life, and and we're keeping him there, but we're also keeping him on the outside of some small areas um, that are having a big impact uh, this road that starts getting wider and wider uh, with each little decision we make that doesn't um, line up with that narrow road and that small gate he's calling us to, that you know, that we start we're not feeling um, we're not feeling that Macarios, that you know, like that, that life of that Pastor Richmond sharing so well about of, of the, the not here, not yet, but but always, like we're we're flourishing, we're living, we're experiencing God's presence. And, when our road keeps getting wider and wider, uh, we get into that spot where we're not feeling that flourishing, we're not feeling that that life of of Macarios. and essentially that's because our, our comfortable middle road can, is very quickly becoming that wide road to destruction. So let's get back to that narrow road, uh, that hard that hard to find gate. Um, if you would turn with me to John 10, uh, we're going to read John 10 1 through 10. Uh, Here we hear Jesus speak um, on this gate with a little bit better visual, not better visual, a different visual or or something else to hold on to. Um, Let's try and hear this from our fresh identity of being made new, um, from a place of understanding rightly our life in Jesus, um, from that place of, of being poor in spirit, of mourning sin, of learning humility. Uh, developing that hunger for righteousness, of, of showing mercy to our fellow brothers and sisters, and um, yeah, being made pure, and even in a place where we're ready for persecution to come. So, uh, let's try and start reading these things from that perspective of knowing who Jesus is, and knowing that um, we know what He accomplished on Calvary, on the eternal life that He secured for us in resurrection. So. Uh, Trusting in that, uh, the difficult path becomes a little less daunting, Um, no less difficult, uh, but a little less daunting and so worth it. So with that fresh in our minds, uh, John 10, 1 through 10, I also want to call us to pay a little special attention to the thief. in this portion, and that's going to kind of lead us into the next section of Matthew as well, so uh, just pay attention to the thief. John 10, verse 1. Truly I tell you, anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it up for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know. voice. They will never follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from him. Because they know the voice of strangers. They don't know the voice of strangers. Jesus gave them this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Jesus said again, Truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers. The sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. If anyone enters by me, you will be saved, and will come in and go out and find pasture. This is a John ten ten, and we use the second half of this verse all the time I'm here at daybreak. But listen to the John ten ten here: A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that you may have life and have it in abundance. So we know who the gate is. It's Jesus alone. And those who know Him start to recognize His voice. Uh, start to see the difficult road that leads to life more and more worth staying on. Uh, this isn't a perfect illustration, but um, I know in my experience in contracting and working with other contractors, and that um, seemingly uh, just rougher kind of life. But I notice this, and you see it all the time, um, that the guy who shows up early, uh, the guy who works hard, the guy who doesn't complain, the guy who treats. Um, people around him with respect, um, tends to gain responsibility and gain trust to the people above him. Um, that guy made difficult choices. You know, He decided not to go out the night before with the other guys or, or things like that. You know, he chose to get up early, he chose to do the right thing, and not complain. I know it's not a perfect example, because we do see, um, and I'm sure you experienced a lot, the wrong person getting the better part of the deal, um, being, shady, being shady and, and finding pain. Um, but, that, but God sees that. And we hear that in the early teaching of, of these other Pharisees and people that you know, pray to be recognized or, or give so that other people know what they're doing. God's clear that they have their reward. Like they have their reward. That's how the kingdom economy works. God isn't, isn't to unaware of those things. And he sees, um, he sees the people that are staying on that path and following under him. So, we know that fence jumpers and gate, gate crashers uh, will not be rewarded for that. Um, I'm going to jump now over to John 15, where he talks um, a little bit more. Oh, no. Sorry. Track back with me back into Matthew. Um, we're going to read that passage um, that this leads into here, talking about uh, false prophets and fruit and some of that stuff. So, let's get going on. Verse 15 uh, Be on your guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly are ravaging wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Our, our grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So you'll recognize them by their fruit. I just love how God words, God's Word teaches, um, how Jesus speaks through this. There are plenty of Pharisees um, definitely in this crowd hearing what he's saying. Um, men that love God, but men that have attached their branches uh, to some things uh, that are dead, that are not the living tree of Jesus. Uh, this is definitely speaking directly into their face. So uh, let's go look. Now we'll turn over to John 15 and get into a little bit more of where he speaks of this. Um, real clearly about where we are to attach our branch to. Uh, So if you could turn over to John 15. Um, We'll start in verse 1 here as well, go through 8. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit, so that it will produce more fruit. Clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself, it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me, and I am him, I in him, produces much fruit, because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me, my words in you, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. I like the, the clear imagery here that, that this really speaks into, uh, especially in our cultural moment we live in now. I um, you know I can speak for myself to know that there's one true vine and I think most of us in this room can can agree on that but there's also um, a lot of other branches out there that are putting out a lot of stuff that that are attached to the vine but I wouldn't say, you know, we definitely would say they aren't the vine Um, and some of those that are dying and being pruned off but I think God's will for us is that we are attached to Jesus, uh, not one of those other branches and that we are being pruned ourselves. So. The danger nowadays, um, I know it, I can get into this too, is that um, as us Believers, we attach our branch to another branch um, instead of the tree, instead of that real vine. Like I can say, Brit is a branch, Brit is not the tree uh, to attach your branch to. And <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> a lot of other big names too that I, I love listening to, John Piper, or Matt Chandler, or Jeff Vanish fellow branches, good branches. Uh, branches that know the tree, that are being pruned by the tree. Um, that's good to listen to those people. It's okay um, to be to, to learn and, uh, and to take some stuff from that, but we got to be careful not to attach our branch to another branch. Uh, these guys need pruning, uh, just as you and I do. Um, so we got to be careful what we're attaching ourselves to. Um, if we're attaching ourselves to them for our faith and theology, uh, there's a really good chance um, that you're going to get cut off and left wondering of what happened um, like i said i definitely can, can slide into that consuming piece of, of just constantly listening to what other people have to say about jesus and not um, taking the time to go back myself um, search the scriptures to ask people that, I, that i'm close to that i'm doing life with and i'm not just listening to on the radio like hey, is this is this what God's actually sending here? Is just what what god's word is calling us to um, and allow god's word to do the pruning um, in our life, um, for the most part, their teaching is good. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there that, that can sound like it's good. Um, we like to hear it, and I just want to take a little bit of time believing in deleting this stuff that, if the content uh, that you're consuming, isn't uh, isn't talking about the difficulty of the road of following Jesus, or that that's going to involve some suffering might be something you want to prove out of your life. Um, uh, the Christian life is not all suffering, it's not all difficulty, but it's definitely a big part of it. And so if the teaching you're listening to uh, is telling you that God's will is for you to be happy, or his will is telling you that you, you should be wealthy or you deserve to be wealthy, um, and all you have to do is just believe, and those things will come to you, um, I mean, I would encourage you to maybe prune that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and ask if you're in dinner party ask your leaders in dinner party that's, there's good people to go to uh, give pastor a text, like hey I heard you guys say this like you know, what's your thought on this what does the Word say on this and, and start to uh, press into those things because uh, God's will for us is to glorify him like that, that's what his will for, for us is uh, first and foremost and our happiness and our bank accounts um, are certainly not his top priority he desires for us to know him Desires for us to know the great joy that comes from knowing Him, um, but clearly, um, if you spend time in Scripture, that that love and joy is born from trials um, almost every time. Um, I'm going to put my obligatory smoked meat portion of the sermon in here. Amen. So I've learned that a properly trimmed prime packer brisket, when seasoned liberally and slow smoked for a long time, yields an incredibly delicious mouthful of tender raisins. But the first few times I tried to cook one, it definitely didn't go that well. I just figured since, you know, I bought this amazing piece of meat, it's got to come out properly no matter what, I didn't know uh, that there's work involved in that, that there's there's steps you have to follow, there's things you have to do and not do. um, That's. that are almost the same age as Hannah and Zoe, so I mean, you can imagine it gets a little hectic with four girls from seven to 10, just getting off the bus with lots to share, and lots of energy to give, um, so it could get a little wild, so Deidre, thank you for, for that. But the end result of those difficult times and the learning process and the struggle of going through that, um, of walking through difficult moments and disagreements with Deidre, and having to discipline, Hannah uh, and Zoe, to see, to see them experience what to them is suffering by not getting what they want is hard. Um, these diff- difficult moments lead to tremendous reward, and tremendous joy. Uh, working through the dis- disagreement to be stronger together and seeing the girls start to make right choices um, because of the hard choices that were made before. Um, there's God honoring joy found in that for sure. And then uh, finally slicing the tip of the point of that brisket off and tasting the magic that is a burn This is a moment um, of enjoying God's creation and enjoying that. So how much greater then will it be for us to stay the course on the difficult road of life and to continue to ch- choose obedience over ease and one day reach our reward? How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life and few find it. But if you're here today and you hear his call on you, call to action, um, this call to action, you have found that road, that narrow road that leads to life is in front of you. It is certainly a difficult a road, but it is certainly a good road as well. Um, so let's keep each other on this road together. This is like extremely impossible um, to do by yourself. Uh, Brett texted me a little side illustration that really was a good visual to me. It's like, let's be salmon together, swimming upstream. This world of lazy and floating people going down opposite the river, the opposite direction of the river to destruction. And together is the only way we're gonna be able to do this. Together with each other, uh, pushing into this life, together with Jesus. Um, you know, it's that, you can picture that, walking together in the daylight, uh, it's not a place that a thief is going to choose to come and, and, and pick to rob somebody. A thief going to look for that person that is alone. In the dark, and is a whole lot easier target um, to go after. So we stay together as a group in the light of Christ. This is not an easy place for the thief to operate. So that's why we gather here on Sundays. That's why we do dinner parties. That's why there's service projects um, together that we do with each other all the time or that we should be doing all the time with each other on a mission together. Now, this mission is to love God, and to love one another. A lie that you can do it alone is just that, it's a lie. The tree of Jesus has many branches. You know, We're all blown around in the wind together. And the idea is that we're blown around in the wind of this life together to bump into each other and to, just to learn from each other but to always be attached to the tree so just allow, allow your spiritual bark, if you will, to be built up in that bumping together in life with your brothers and sisters. That uh, life leading to Jesus on that difficult narrow road. That life that is always, or that sometimes is going to be tough and difficult. Um, but a life that also brings healing and transformation from relying on Jesus to be our everything. So as we get into this last portion uh, of this uh, bit of scripture, um, some say that this is a, a really scary warning from Jesus here, and it is, um, but I want us to hear this again as someone who's tracked um, from the beginning, from from the Beatitudes, from our heart coming alive and that the reality that Jesus has done it, um, and that for us to do it, we have to put everything in him, um, to lay down um, most of everything in life that, that, is, that we hold here, and to just set that from him. So as we... Um, Pick up here in verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you, Depart from me, you lawbreakers. That's uh, some very difficult, tough, um, strong stuff to hear. Uh, the second half of verse 21 is where I want us, um, our focus to be as believers. That the one who does the will of my Father is the one that, that will be in, like crossing through that gate. And we know, um, just from going through these teachings and hearing um, bread share about um, what Paul constantly talks about, what Jesus talked about over and over again that God's will is for us to love him with all of our heart, mind, and soul and to also love our neighbor as ourselves. Like this is um, God's will for us. So so the ones that Jesus tells to depart are the ones that stand in front of him um, and talk about themselves. You can see that here. Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? Uh, this a scary warning. I pray that we, as a body of believers, can really lean into this. That that when we stand in front of Jesus, that uh, we would say thank you, Jesus. That we would not say look what I did, but we would say thank you for what you did. Look what you are doing. I can't believe what you have done for me. And that starts today. We are always standing in front of Jesus. You know, when we are working, when we are parenting, when we are hanging out with our friends, and especially when we are alone, we are front of Jesus, um, we're being called to, to stay on that narrow road, and to stay there together. Um, so at this time, I guess I'll have the worship team um, come up behind me if they would, and have our communion assistance um, come on up. So in this, um, I pray that our response what? in moments with Jesus would be gratitude, Pray that our attitudes would come from humility and our lives would stay on the narrow road that leads to life Uh, so that one day we can speak the same words Paul spoke at the end of his earthly mission on 2 Timothy. Where he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith There is reserved for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. Not only to me, but to all those who have loved his appearance. Now, if you would stand and we'll um, pray and we'll get ready for communion. Um, at daybreak, we do uh, what we call open table, um, where if you know Jesus, you call him your Savior. We invite you to do this table with us, uh, take the bread, dip it in the wine or the juice, and return to your seat and uh, respond with us in worship too. Um, not that we just hang this place where Jesus died and where he gave up his life, but that there is victory and the, that there is life found in the resurrection. So would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you again for your word. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to, uh, to open it up, to share it, um, to do this together um, on this walk with my brothers and sisters. I pray that as we come to your table that our hearts would be repentant, that our hearts would be... Um, are what you've accomplished and that you have called us to this narrow road but you have not left us alone to do it and that your spirit provides um, the ability to do it uh, in life with your son and with each other i pray that we would give you the glory and honor uh, that you deserve in jesus name we pray
0: amen thank you for listening we long to share the story of god with people so people can belong to the story of god if you would like to know more please head to ourdaybreak.church for more information. That's www.ourdaybreak.church for more information. May you make much of Jesus this week in your life.